The following contains explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Sober Sense Podcast, making sense of sobriety by sharing our experience, motivation, and insight. Whether you're active in recovery, sober curious, or just looking for some personal growth content, you've come to the right place. So let's get to it with your hosts, Todd, Brent, and Jonathan. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode is presented commercial-free by the Rule 62 Foundation a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life-building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org. What's going on, guys? I'm here. I'm alive. I'm doing good. You know, it's been one of those weeks. Better than last? Um yeah, better than last, but you know, it's weird. It's like the best things in my life that have ever happened are happening. And at the same time, the worst things in my life are happening at the exact same time. It's really weird, man. It's been this emotional roller coaster of epic proportions, you know, from the highs to the lows. And, uh, um, but hey, you know, it's just life, you know, it's life, but. But uh, they're big things, you know, from the high to the low. I think what's cool is you get to be there for it. Well, it also always reminds me, how do I know what bad feels like if I don't know what good feels like? How do I know what love feels like if I don't know what hate feels like? That's right. Like we we need that yin and yang in life or else it's going to get very boring. They always say, oh, in heaven, everything's perfect. I'll blow my fucking head off if everything's perfect, you know? if Think about that. If everything was just, you know, unicorn and rainbows every day of your life, I wouldn't want to, I, I, I need to have those struggles, you know, the pain and mm-hmm. the, and the anxiety, you know, just the different challenges yeah. of life. Yeah. You but know? in the thick of it, you're like, I don't want to deal with this shit. <laughs> I want you know? unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's always in, in looking back on it. The, the concept of eternity fucked me up as a kid <laughs> we'd go to church and they would talk about if you're good you go to heaven forever and you spend eternity and that concept just totally fucked with my head to the point where i would lay awake no joke i would fucking lay awake staring at the ceiling just tripping out over that concept of you know like being awake forever and so my like a vampire my parents have a story <laughs> where i walked into their room at like three o'clock in the morning and they, you know, they thought I had a nightmare. What happened? Is, you know, is everything okay? And I was like, how are you in heaven forever? You know? And you, they were just like, fuck, I got to deal with this. And like, have it be a nightmare. Because then I could just, you know, pat your head and say, go back to bed. You got some deep existential shit as a six-year-old coming in at three o'clock in the morning. That actually makes a ton of sense knowing you know. For him, yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I totally get yeah, that. I absolutely These poor get parents. That. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, dude, uh, what do you got going on in uh, Daily Reflections today? Well, today we are at the turning point. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. He asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 59. Every day I stand at a turning point. My thoughts and actions can propel me toward growth or turn me down the road to old habits and taboos. Sometimes turning points are beginnings as when I decide to start praising instead of condemning someone, or when I begin to ask for help instead of going it alone. 
At other times, turning points are endings, such as when I see clearly the need to stop festering resentments or crippling self-seeking. Many shortcomings tempt me daily. Therefore, I also have daily opportunities to become aware of them. In one form or another, many of my character defects appear daily. Self-condemnation, anger, running away, being prideful, wanting to get even, or acting out of grandiosity. Attempting half measures to eliminate these defects merely paralyzes my efforts to change. It is only when I ask ask God for help with complete abandon that I become willing and able to change. Dude, that, that one was deep, dude. That was a long one, man. Um, first thing that stood out, dude, because they started talking about character defects and shortcomings, step six and seven. And that's a perfect title for at the turning point, right? I always look at step six and seven as a turning point in my recovery because that's when I finally get to look at myself and more importantly, try to start changing. Because up to that point, I'm just, I'm surrendering. I'm trying to gain a higher power, right? And then I'm cleaning out all the shit that I've been piling up, all the resentments, all the garbage, all that in steps four and five. Now, once I get to six, now the real work I look at, I've always thought of this, six and seven is really where the road, uh, the rubber meets the road. Are you going to change? Character defects have already been pointed out. Am I going to change? Yeah, and that's where it's all about action, not words, you know. Like you're right, you know, uh, four and five, we just talked about shit, you know. Six and seven, we got to do shit, you know, and... Uh, if we want to change. If, if we want to change, exactly, you know, because uh, I think you and I have talked about it before, Jono, is that everything came down to two things, you know, ego and fear, you know, either something I, I really wanted or something or afraid of something I'm going to lose. And, uh, you know, those character defects don't just go away overnight, you know, they take time to, to work on, but it's, it's real work. One of the parts here, the many, many shortcomings tempt me daily. Therefore, I also have daily opportunities to become aware. When you can have a mindset that approaches life in that way, what a powerful thing that is. Where you're not necessarily gaining control of anything. The way that you look at it, hardships are opportunities. The growth opportunities that you can find around you, when you go out and find them, it's such a turning point. It was for me was when I started to see the things that I would bitch and moan about, when I would start to see the things that were total inconveniences and that I just let weigh on my shoulders. And Todd, you always told me this, is what do you have to learn in that situation? Something bad would happen, I'd come to you, I'd say it's not my fault, right? It's always everybody else's fault, which sometimes it is. But even in those instances, you say, what did you have to learn in that? It's the awareness of knowing what's going on. I love that you said that, that if I can even just the fact that I was aware of what my shortcomings were was 10,000 miles ahead of where I started because I was blind to that stuff. I didn't even know that stuff was going on. Those are embedded characteristics that I've even had as a kid. And some of those got worse during my drinking and using sober up. Now, do you still want to act in that old behavior? And how many times back then, would we we go down the wrong path, make the wrong turn con- very consciously? Yeah. Like, yeah. Ve- I'm, I'm very aware that what I'm doing right now is hurting myself and other people, but I'm going to still do yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like the definition of insanity, you know. 
according to Freud, it was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Whereas for people like us, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, knowing exactly how it's going to turn out. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. I pick up. I know it's going to turn to a shit show. Oh, you that's know? funny. And that's, that's my insanity because I know it's bad, but I do it anyway. Because it's not going to be that bad. Exactly. It's you know, different this it's time, different. you know. I won't black out this time. And always, um, I, I think about, um, and I say this a lot in meetings or when I share, especially about six and seven, is I can't stay clean and live dirty. Ooh, and that's like something that. that I learned early on in sobriety is I acted on some old behavior and I woke up the next day and I felt like this whole, huge hole in my chest. And I wanted to change for the first time for that behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's happened with certain character defects along this journey so far of, I can't feel shitty for, for me personally. If I feel shitty for too long, I have two choices. I either change or I drink Yeah. or, or I guess three or I kill myself, but I can't, I cannot feel that way and, and stay sober. I can't do it. Where in the past, when I would start going down, making wrong choices, I then would just let that be a compounding thing. And I would say, well, I've already fucked up five times today. Might as well, Might fuck, as well, up, do six. Might as well yeah. fuck up six times. Mm-hmm. Now, having the mentality of just do the next right thing, I make two or three mistakes. I don't let that get my momentum going too hard in that direction because I can do the next right thing. And so rather than sitting on dwelling what I've done and being frustrated or upset or embarrassed or remorseful of that, which, I mean, to an extent, all of those are good emotions to be able to show that you're aware of what happened. But we're talking about the crossroads is if I make two hard lefts going in the wrong direction, I can make two hard rights and get myself back on that track. It says right here, crippling self-seeking. Yeah, that, that's what we would do. That That's exactly, you know, the life that we lived. You know, you took the, it was funny because... It, it kind of, all I want to do is quit drinking. You know, that's it. I just wanted to quit drinking and do Because I thought drugs. everything else would be easy. Exactly. Everything else will fall in place. That's my problem is me drinking and doing drugs. That's really what my problem is. As it turns out, that's what my solution mm-hmm. to my problem mm-hmm. was. You know, my problem was Todd, you know, and I didn't know that until getting to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, too, uh, to find out that once you took the drugs and the alcohol away from me, you fucking left me with me. Do, do you, I fucking hated me. <laughs> do you remember how you felt, both of you guys, when you, you had that realization that the problem was you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I saw it when I was doing four. Is, no. That's when I was like, man, I, you know, I, for, I got a piece in every fucking thing I did. Because for me, it was a relief, that, that moment of realization. It was a relief because I had the power to do something about it, where it wasn't outside of me. Now, now, now after the shock and, you know, mind-blowing realization <laughs> that... I'm the problem. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's me? It's been me all along? Once all that wore off, it, it was a really big relief. And so I asked just because I've heard different stories so about, I'm, like... I'm complete opposite, dude. I came in so riddled with guilt, shame, remorse. I blame myself for everything. Like, when I got to four, I saw my part in absolutely everything. Hmm. Interesting. But I was so being down and I had, I had zero self-worth. Like if you can go negative self-worth, that's where I was, where I had to be told that's okay. I've been there too. This is what I did to do to bring myself up out of that. You taught me this stuff about 
you want self-esteem, do esteemable acts. Yeah. I had to do little things to build myself back up where I, I finally had worth, right? And then I could do something about it because I was worthy of being loved, loving myself. Exactly. You know, that was the thing it was with me. I hated myself so much. I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. You know, I remember that little uh, round plunger in the sink, you know, uh, the, to stop the water. You know, I would stare at that brushing my teeth because I would never want to see my eyes mm. looking back at me because mm. I hated myself so much. And I, I was so disgusted with myself that uh, I really, really just wanted to die, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's easier. It was, it was a hell of a lot easier, but I thought that the alcohol and the drugs were doing that to me, you know, and I, I just need to quit doing yeah. those and I'm going to, I'm going to feel great. I'll be happy. And boy, that was not the case, you know, kind of like what you were saying, Brent, you know, to come to that realization, it was fucking me all along. It was me. I've got, I a, was shocked. I've got a moment <laughs> that I'll, that is just seared into my memory as I was driving home from work, the same drive that I had done countless times before and did countless times after. And I'm sitting at a red light and I catch my face in the uh, mirror and I'm smiling, <laughs> you know? And I look at my, I'm like, who the fuck, fuck is that you? guy? And <laughs> so that, that dick? <laughs> and, and that got my wheels turning is that, dude, I, I just left the same job. I'm driving the same car on the same route. I'm going home to the same apartment with the same situation Everything's the same. The only fucking thing that's changed is me. And that, <laughs> put, a, rad, that put a smile on my face. And the, the rest of the drive home, I'm just laughing at myself for how long, like you had said, I couldn't look myself in the mirror, how long I was in denial, how long it was everything else that needed to change but me. But me. And in that moment, not only was it just crystal clear, but it was funny. It was to happening me. too, but it was already happening because you're smiling. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's already taking it, yeah. place without even knowing it. Exactly. Yeah. There's this part and I was thinking where it, I mean, not even for an AA point, my thoughts and actions can propel me toward growth or turn me down the road to old habits. And I thought about that in my work life. Like I'm in sales. Every action I do can either produce a positive result down the line or a negative result. Like I always uh, think of it. What I do today can benefit me in three months or it could hurt me in three months, mm. but that's my decision on a day-to-day -day basis. And it can, can that, is it, how true is that for every aspect of life is every action can either take me towards a positive result or a negative result. And it doesn't have to be an overwhelming thought of like, oh shit, I don't no, want to I, do the wrong thing. I, I just already was having a, a panic <laughs> well, attack. I saw your face. I was, I'm like, oh shit, I can't even move. No shit. He's yeah. right. Oh my God. But, but just to your point, I make two bad lefts. All I do is make a right. Yeah. But once the booze and drugs were gone, now that is in my court. That is in my hula hoop. That's in my, my thought process and, and my, my responsibility to do. When I'm drinking and using, I don't have that. That, that option has gone. I don't have the power of good or bad choice. It's just wherever the fuck happens. Whatever happens, yeah. They're all bad too, unfortunately. When I'm looking at this reading at the very beginning, we asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Uh, I was very familiar with reckless abandon. <laughs> like that's all I can think of when I see this is that I, I'm very good at reckless abandon, but complete controlled abandon. That's a totally different story. How, how do you do that? That was uh, moderation, control, purposeful, 
all of these things were not in my wheelhouse whatsoever. Mm -hmm. These were not skills or talents that I had because it was you fucking go until you hit a wall and then you keep going. Going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And get more and yeah, keep yeah. going even further. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Any words like complete, uh, just very uh, definite words always threw me off. And it actually took some time in recovery to get over like the, the thought of like complete abandon. Right, like that kind of your innermost self yeah. was did it for me. You know, it's, it's, I know exactly what you're talking. Oh, you got to be an honest to your innermost. I'm like, how? I don't yeah, even. Yeah. I don't, I don't what even, are you talking I about? I can't even compute that. Like, I can, I could maybe get abandoned. I could, you know, buy in a little bit, but complete. But it was the same thing on. Um, I'll give you some abandonment. <laughs> but it was the same exact thing with step three uh, for me. Uh, turn your will and your life over to the power of God mm -hmm. as you understood him. How the fuck that was do insane. I do that? Yeah, that was one. Of, that was that was a turning point for me. Was that third step? You know, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I can't see. It. You know, it's just like fairy dust in the sky sprinkling down. It didn't make any sense to me. You know, but uh, what was it that made it click for you? Um, when my sponsor was like, you know, because I was like, this God thing's bullshit. Mm. I don't buy it. I'm not buying into. And uh, he says, well, do you believe that I believe? And I'm like, yeah, you're not a fucking nut job. Of course you do, you know? And he goes, well, just believe that I believe it for now, and, and you'll get there. And I went with it and ran with it, and it worked. What about you, Brent? I had brought this up on Monday on our men's meeting, and you had left, which resentment. <laughs> I had to get back to the dogs, bro. They were yeah, starving. Resentment. Uh, but, you know, we talk about, like, uh, ask for his protection and care is that my mentality was he made me. He made me this way. And so now... Bitch better be proud. <laughs> now, no, now I'm supposed to go back on bending knee and fucking... Beg, oh, I, see what, I see what you're saying. Like, you made me this way, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or how about help me without me needing to fucking come and bend over backwards. And, you know, like, I was pissed about that. Is I, I would sit back and think to myself, what a fucking dick. Like, what a dick would put me through this for all those years. He, he made me. Because I, I would say, what, the, the logic is that if he exists now, and I got to go, you know, ask for help and surrender, then he's the one who made me at the beginning and did this to me. And so I had that resentment to where, why would I go back to the source? Why would I go back to the source of the problem for the solution? Like okay. that shit didn't make sense. I'll to me. tell you why. And I got a really good answer for that because uh, um, all that shit, you know, you have to remember God loves you so much. God only wants the best for you, for me, for you, you know, for all of us. God needed you to have those shitty, bullshit, fucked up experiences become the man you are today so you could save somebody's life. That's why, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to save someone's life the way you do today working with other men if you didn't have those experiences. You wouldn't know what it felt like talking to your sponsee about these things if you didn't know that feeling that utter defeat that hopelessness that that self-pity you know the desperation you how would you ever know that if you didn't live that so you got to live that god loves you so he, i'm sure he was bummed out about it but he's like hey this bitch is good at it though well, you say, know? this is gonna hurt me more than it hurts, <laughs> it hurts you. you yeah exactly well, but but we had to have those experiences to get to where we are today. I hear you. I agree with you, but I still don't like it. <laughs> oh, and, and, and to be clear, I've gotten over it. No. Me, me and God have made up. Yeah. We're, we're good now. So he's not a dick yeah. anymore. Well, 
though. Sometimes. We've, we've gotten over it. <laughs> well, that lines up with what, how I was taught was I, I asked my sponsor, how is this even feasible? This makes no logical sense. How do you turn your will in your life over? And he's like, well, do you, do you believe you're an alcoholic? And I said, yes. He's like, all right. So maybe God's will for you is to be a sober alcoholic and how you could turn your life over to him is help another man get sober. Yep. That's exactly right. And that worked for me. It was simple enough because then I can take all the um, emotion out of it. All right. Well, with that being said, who's going to put some words in their pocket? Let's start with Todd. Okay. Uh, Todd, well, how about we go for... Did you just say yourself in the third person? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with self-condemnation. You dick. I got you. I swear to God, Reading I was your mind. staring at that word right now. <laughs> it jumped out at me because... Uh, well, technically, it's two words. So. <laughs> no, there's a hyphen, so it's one word. God damn it. So, uh, I don't know enough about grammar to... I can't even say that. I I never finished high school, so that's why I I wasn't picking it. I can't pronounce it. (laughs) Uh, Self condemnation, because um, you know, before I got well, and what I mean by getting well is working the twelve steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Nobody hated me more than me. I hated myself so much, and I would, I would. uh, Nobody talked worse to me than me. You know, nobody treated me worse than me. I was so destructive to myself. You know, I thank, I thank God. I thank the Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 Steps, for getting me through that to where, you know, today I fucking love who I am today. I love the man I have become today. And I don't have that self-condemnation anymore. So uh, that's my fucking word. I dig it. I like it. Jonathan, go ahead. Because you don't have a word. I still have to think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going with praising. So that part stuck out to me. I decided to start praising instead of condemning someone. My old attitude was so negative, mostly about myself, but just the world around me. It was always someone else's fault. It was this, it was that. If, If I didn't drink, I wouldn't feel this way. Oh, if my daughter was in my life, I'd be happier. If she didn't say it, whatever it was. But today, if I just praise things, people, situations, I'm happier. I'm the, I'm the man smiling in the car. I'm looking at myself because when I'm giving out that positive energy, generally, I just feel better about myself as well. Right? Because you, it's honest positive well, energy is what the difference is. We used to pretend we were yes. exuding this positive energy yeah. when it was just drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So someone at work does something cool, praise it. Give them a yeah. shout out. You know, um, go home and, and the dogs are behaving, praise the dogs. Like yep. whatever it is, that small, I forget what you had a word a couple weeks ago where it made me think of, um, God damn, I can't think of it when talking about, um, just being like, um, it wasn't peaceful. It was, um, Serene. pleasant, pleasant. pleasant. Yeah. Yes. Thank ah. you. Yeah. So it made me think of that when you're just, when I'm just pleasant, I'm in a better mood. Usually people around me are in a better. And I think this goes hand in hand with praising. Hmm. Um, I can go home tonight and tell my wife, like, just thank you. I I think similar uh, along those lines is that if you're quick to praise, you'll be slow to be jealous. Because when when, when people are... You always make my words better. (laughs) (laughs) He's good like that. And it's just yours, too, for some reason. When when, say shit about mine. (laughs) Because you cover it all. I need help. (laughs) 
<laughs> when, when there's someone who's doing something well, it's easy to be like, oh, fuck that guy. But if I jump in ahead of my own jealousy and, and all of that and praise, you know. It snubs it. It snubs it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great perspective. That's a great turning point. Yeah. See what I did there? I did. Yeah, you yeah. did. I like that. All right, now take us home. I'm gonna, I got abandoned. Ooh. So what I like about that was, you know, we were talking about the complete versus reckless. But abandon means different things in the context in which it's used. So when I abandon my ego, very good. When I abandon my responsibilities, very, very bad. bad. So my old life, I was abandoning all the wrong things. But in my new life, in this new person I've, I'm becoming... I'm abandoning all the right things and all the good things, and I'm moving away and letting go of those defects. Slowly but surely, more and more pop up, and I do my best to abandon it. But the things that I won't abandon anymore are the right things. So being able to distinguish between the two. So we talk about a turning point. A turning point for me was when I realized what I should be abandoning and what I should not be. I, I like, like that, that, dude. I, that's another thing, too. You've taken some negative words and really put, like, a positive spin on it. And that's fucking cool. Like, the mm-hmm. like loneliness. It's like, but you put this positive spin on it. Like, most people would think of the word abandoned as a negative thing. Like, you abandon your kids. You abandon whatever. Abandonment issues. And- but, dude, you can put such a positive spin on anything that you choose to. Exactly. And that, that's what we were talking about earlier is that, that mentality. Is, is it a challenge or an opportunity? And luckily, we're in a position today to where we get to decide and then move in that direction, whichever way we choose. Yeah, it's 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 our perspective. The way we see it, sometimes we got to side eye something, and you know, like what the fuck, you know, and and uh, get a different look at it, a different perspective, and it changes everything. Changes everything for me. Yeah, dude, just changing this podcast or just just doing this podcast has changed my perspective. Like it's cool. Like I'll have one thought. And then you guys jump in and I'm like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. What's great is I listen to it later and I'll be like, damn, Jonathan fucking hit it with some truth that I totally missed. Or Todd, what a great point that I was too, well, we've talked about this before. I'm too busy thinking about what I'm going to say and I miss out on this. Wow. I, I did the same thing. Did the same thing. I never think about what I'm going to say, so I have no clue. <laughs> That's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> With that, man, I love you guys as always. I love you guys, um, man. I love this, uh, doing this. And uh, hey, everybody, go out there and be God's bitch today. Have a killer week, guys. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Sober Sense Podcast. This episode was presented commercial-free by the Rule 62 Foundation, a nonprofit offering financial support for addiction treatment, sober housing placement, and life-building programs. If you're struggling with addiction, know someone who is, or want to make a donation, visit r62foundation.org for details. That's r62foundation.org.